0: How am I right now? Am I okay? You're
1: fine. Okay. You could use a little hair color. (laughs) Get rid of the gray.
2: Get rid of the
0: gray. gray. (laughs) I'm embracing mine. Well, what do you think I'm doing? (laughs) What
2: happened? You weren't that that gray last time I saw you. What?
1: Yes. (laughs) It's like overnight you've gone gray. Have I, really? Yes. we
2: gotten more gray in the kind last weird. couple months. I think, yeah. he's, I
1: think he's added a conditioner.
0: I mean, <laughs> made it shiny. I guess Katie was gone this week. <laughs> it was kind of a stressful week, so. <laughs> Cats. Aww.
1: All right.
2: No, it's fine. You're embracing it. You look good. Don't worry about it. Bill's just hating on you. Hating? Mr.
1: No, White. I love White his White hair. hair. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
2: He's Here's... he's hating your youthful virility. Right, Bil- Careful, he's got the
3: silver fox thing going.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, silver, <laughs> silver. Lynch's anyway, like, you don't help him at all. <laughs>
3: don't. <laughs> Danger's his middle There's name my- for crying out
2: loud. <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm Seth. Go ahead. I'm Stu.
2: I'm Jenna. I'm
1: Charles. And uh, this is our special pre-Halloween edition of the show. And uh, we have a special treat tonight. We have our friend Stu Burns back with us uh, to talk about uh, vampire lore and a new book that uh, Stu's working on. You want to tell us a little bit about that, Stu? Well, the name
3: of the book that I've been tossing around is... History bites. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yes. yes, and the, the what I'm working with because there's so many. Well, as as Jenna was talking about before we went live, there are so many books that are just sort of compendiums about all about the vampire from from hither to yon. Mm-hmm. And this, on the other hand, there's also a lot of little monographic studies of you know of this little population doing this and this little population doing mm-hmm. that. And what I'm trying to do is go through s- very specific parts of portions of history where vampire lore intersects with what's going on in historical context. Ooh. So like huh. it started I worked on a PhD at the University of Illinois for a while and ended up bailing because this the career prospects weren't looking good and then frankly I, I just got behind. I'm kind of a bum. Mm. So as, I as, would as know you, nothing as, about I, that. As you
2: know I'm <laughs> yeah. <is> personally attacked. <laughs> I was I was getting a PhD in history. Job, <coughs> I was at the dissertation phase. Mm-hmm. Job prospects were terrible, and yeah, now you, I work for the railroad. So, you, you mean both, where were you
3: working on yours? is in uh, this picture. Uh, Southern and she Methodist University. Yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, That's,
2: it's, yeah, I still know people who don't have tenure.
3: I still know people who are haven't even gotten a tenure track gig. Yeah, yeah, bop around the country. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, it was just, it's, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, academia is in
4: bad, bad shape right now, and it's
1: probably, is be it because time. there's. What do you suppose is the cause of that? Are there too many people out there looking for work? It's is um, not because
4: tuition is too
3: low. It, <laughs> yeah. the, 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 there are a lot of things. Um, I think a lot of it is honestly just a, a cultural, the differences in cultural appreciation. There was a time when we said, we are going to build this city on the hill, we're going to follow this Enlightenment ideal, we're going to do all this research, and now you have a lot of, I hate to get too political on a podcast like this, but you have a lot of people who say that, well, the, the, the academy, that academia is is bad. Oh, they're sure. just poisoning kids and it's, you yeah. uh, know, they're, they're building up their own little, their own ivory tower, and we're not going to give them any more money than we need to to get people out with, with, with degrees. And so they right. have a lot of right. e education and a lot of alternative ways of instructing rather than people with tenure faculty doing research. Yeah. Sorry, no, no,
2: yeah. no, I'm sorry. It's it, the thing is, when it seems just like an intersection of a lot of unfortunate situations where, because when I was an undergrad, uh, between 2003 and 2007 they said you're you're getting into it in a great time. A lot of people are going to be retiring. There's going to be so many job opportunities. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. Well, they didn't take into account that a lot of the people who are in history or the humanities love their jobs. So they wouldn't retire uh, or and then can't it, retire. It can't t- retire. And then you had the economic crisis of 2008-2009 where then all of a sudden universities started Cutting jobs or not replacing people who did retire, or they took away the tenure job track, and they never replaced them because now you have online universities. Right. Oh, right. So it's just like it's just an intersection of yeah. unfortunate. Uh, yeah, as Seth is building those. Online education
0: <laughs>
5: I don't know what you're talking about,
0: Jenna. I'm not part of the problem. You're part of the problem. <laughs> but
2: for our audience, we digress. Uh,
1: our, but
2: tell us, uh, where'd you end a, up and how
0: you kept
3: driving? That's not much of my digression because it really is, it, 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 it's really a change in culture. I mean, there was a time when, yeah, you could get, if you made it through the PhD, probably, you could probably land someplace. And now, boy, yeah. as we said, I know people who did everything right. Um, had National Endowment for the Humanities grants, were Fulbright scholars, the whole nine yards, and never did really work in their job producing detailed studies of, of very specialized mm-hmm. fields. But but yeah, what, I, what I ended up planning was I, I came back to Omaha and... Um,
2: May I ask real quickly, yes, what, was it anthropology or what was history. the history? Oh, yeah, history happened.
3: also, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, you're, you're, although you're in, if I had to do it all over again, I would have gone to the folklore department at Indiana University. Oh, uh,
5: okay.
3: But then I probably really wouldn't have gotten a job, so there you go. But, you know, I landed back here and ended up doing statistics for a small insurance company here in, in Omaha, so I, I landed, on, landed on my feet, and, and now I have, you know, the wherewithal to just kind of poke around on my own, so that's, that's, that's a lot of fun.
2: No, statistics, I think what's really good about that, because that was my second uh, for a PhD in history, you have to learn two lang- other languages. Yeah. Uh-huh. And because I was doing American history, they allowed statistics to be my second language because no, being really? able to read data and to interpret and uh, critically review data and the is a language in its own right, so sure. you don't just accept the information. You look at all the other factors impacting those. And I can see where that'd
1: be very important from a historical perspective. Yes. Being able to looking at census, the data. looking yeah.
2: at st- other studies, things like that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's a good eye to, yeah. to go into this with. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. So 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 you've been doing this research, mm-hmm. and uh, what what have you been finding?
3: Oh. Or should we wait for the book? Well, I I hate to uh, be like to say like Bruce Lee, where you don't start with a conclusion. But I did. I did in a lot of ways start with conclusions because there are previous studies that had been done, and when but when you look at them closer, you can see there are things that because you're asking about you know history versus anthropology, Mm because most of the people who are doing this are coming from an anthropological anthropological standpoint,
5: Mm -hmm.
3: and when you look at things from a more historical perspective, you see you you guys are, are missing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, my, what my dissertation would have been, what is, what's actually now going to be the first chapter of my book, is uh, the episode in, which you're probably familiar with, uh, in uh, 1732 in Serbia, which leads to the word vampire coming into the English language. Uh, there's this uh, vampire, I'm putting, putting in uh, air quotes for those <laughs> of you listening on the podcast, a uh, vampire uh, named Arnold Paul who is dug up by the locals, said, Oh, this guy looks like a vampire because he's gained
0: weight since we put him in there. He's got blood around (laughs) his...
3: Goodness gracious. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He
0: looks like a vampire. Is that one of those? Well, we're crying
3: out loud. Dude's been dead for 40 days. They didn't expect him to see much down there at all. And
1: (laughs) and he's gained weight and he's got blood around his lips.
3: Yep. The whole whole nine yards and when we staked him, he groaned, well, how much more more proof do you need for crying out loud? Yeah. Right. Yeah, which are... These are all... You know uh, very telltale signs that you want to see from forensic, forensic pathology um, and, and that's where most uh, most historians go as far as, as far as they do you know trying to interpret this in, in a folk context in a mm-hmm. physical context um, but in a historical context I had to they keep throw, they kept throwing a word around in all these accounts of the people that then they would subsequently dig up on the same right. hunt because they ended up digging up like 16 people. Oh, huh. geez. And most of them were either highdukes or, um, or the spouses or family members of, of, of highdukes. They were in the the high duke, uh band social class, and most of the anthropologists were just, weren't really attaching any significance to that term. They were well, just a kind of soldier, whatever. Yeah. A high duke was a bandit, mm. someone usually who had left the family, you know, been driven out for for economic or other or other means, mm-hmm. and went up into the into the mountains and would take out people uh, uh, periodically, and and that's how they lived. Mm-hmm. Most of their opponents, most people they took out were Turks, the people who were ruling Serbia. Mm. You know, sort of this foreign yoke, this Muslim over-Orthodox Christian. When you say take empire. out,
1: like, assassin type
3: thing? You, you, you either assassinate or, ju- or just usually just... just Murder? Just, just rob. Oh, just, yeah. rob, okay. High yeah, hi, hi women, just take it gotcha. I'm guessing okay. these are, like,
2: second and third sons. You probably have no property prospects, too.
3: Could be well, and, and this is in a vassalage system where the property is actually owned uh-huh. technically by by the Turks themselves. So people were, they they weren't. Serf would be the would be the wrong term in in, in this system because they had more rights than that, more going on. Mm-hmm. But, but there's not there's not a lot of rights in the first place. So really. that huh. makes sense. Yes, yeah, so yeah. The either yeah, folks, yeah, either second or third sons, or, or just folks who got in a little bit of trouble and off they went. Mm-hmm. So, or, or folks who maybe had been janissaries and watched and washed out, and so off they went, and so they end up being there's there's really big casts of them. Wow. So and the, the, and the common people, it not not to abuse that, but just to finish this thought, the common people usually view these folks as as their defenders uh. against the Turks. Like, well, the, the, uh. these are the best things we've got going. Is these the only ones who are who are really fighting the Turks because they're robbing them and harassing them, and they're they're our source of resistance. Yes. Then Turkey goes to war, or the Ottoman Empire, I should say, goes to war against the Austro-Hungarian Empire. And the Austro-Hungarian Empire wins and takes that part of Serbia in 1718. And they're a lot worse than the Turks were. They want people to convert to Catholicism. They evacuate Belgrade, try to make uh, Belgrade into a Catholic German city. Um, you know, Again, they really push con- uh, conversion... Yeah. Uh, they're really intruding on in people's lives. The Turks, if you know about the Ottoman Empire, it's it's very it's very hands off. Okay. You know, just keep doing what you're doing. Pay your taxes. Pony up a kid or two to the devshirme <laughs> to go be no, seriously. to Did yeah. you go uh, end up as uh, being indoctrinated by us to be civil servants?
2: That's what and, happened. to <coughs> Dracula and his brother.
3: Well, yeah. Well, now now they they were captives.
2: More for, of a ransom.
3: Yeah, yeah. For 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 political reasons, like saying we're going to hold your kids over here to make sure that you don't attack us. Right. And, and then you, you you get you went back. Someone in the Devshme became a Janissary. They never went back. They, they joined the...
5: Mm-hmm.
3: They,
2: went they, to some war or whatever.
3: Yeah, exactly. And so... And so, and <laughs> p- who do the um, Germans, who do the Austrians put in charge? Well, they say, well, you know, the Turks have been fighting... The, these bandits, these Hajduks have been... Hajduzi, if you want to use the, the, the Serbian conjugation. Have been fighting the Turks all these years. We'll, we'll put them in charge. They'll be our civil servants. Well now you're if your Joe Serb average will shoot. You've lost the only resistance you have, you've completely lost.
1: Yeah. Right, because now they're part of a now they're part of
3: the, now, now part of the government, government essentially. So they're they're like almost worse than quislings. Mm, really. Gotcha. Just people really feel utterly, utterly Abandoned, hopeless. Yeah. And so what can they and how can they fight back? Well, this is one way to fight back. It's desecrating
2: little, their graves.
3: Desecrating their graves. Huh. And that's not really been looked at very closely, and so that's, gen- that's chapter one. Nice.
2: Wow.
5: Okay,
0: so I, I personally know what uh, Janissaries and Quislings are, but I'm guessing that some people in the audience don't. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. A, a, a Janissary
3: was someone who was, what, was someone from a native population, like from, from Serbia or Romania or what have you, who was essentially drafted by the Turks at a very young age, someone who was identified at like the age of 11 or 12, saying this kid has potential, they take him off to Constantinople, and they train them and indoctrinate them. They convert to Islam, and they become part of their elite mm-hmm. fighting corps. Mm-hmm. Or um, some some of these kids also end up going into the civil service, and they, that's where the grand viziers come from, who actually are administering the territories. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're they're kind of they're kind of co-opted. It's one of those things. You, you're going to lose a few of your kids. And and, and if you, if you've read Dracula, that actually is alluded to briefly there. Well, briefly. I mean,
2: just like the history, not just the book that Bram Stoker, but the the history of that system. Mm-hmm. Is it the, <laughs> there's a lot of craziness that we tend to overlook or think, oh, that's just literature. No, there's there's some real messed up things that were done to hold large territories of land, mm-hmm. whether it be the Ottoman Empire or the Roman Empire or oh, yeah. you know,
3: the school months, yeah, and all that. So that that's so yeah. You want to use the word Janissary. That so that that was the system that, that we that we were looking at previously. And What, what was the other word that I quizzling? Oh, like, quizzling. Yeah. You you want to go on that one, Seth? no, you're you're Oh, oh I definitely then, know what it is, but you you, you can Vit Vit-Vidken Quisling, the prime the uh was he president or prime minister of, of Norway? Oh probably
0: president, I think.
3: President of Norway who Hitler <laughs> decides to invade and Quisling says, and I welcome our cockroach overlords, where <laughs> yeah. the citizens like, yeah. is. Right. Oh wow is just
0: so happy right now. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Oh my gosh.
1: Right.
2: So there's, so, there's. it sounds like there's been for you like a really interesting, seeing that intersection of folklore and history, because um, the human mind can change things into a lot of, I think of the, the movie, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, I don't know if you've all seen that. I have not seen they that. They did either. a very good job, it's based on a true, supposed possession account in the 1970s, I want to say. Okay. But the way they filmed it, she could either truly be possessed or it's just a epilepsy. It's some oh. sort of mental disorder. She yeah, ends so. up dying. Oh, like, really. her, she accidentally dies from the exorcism oh. uh, that the priest and the parents were trying that's to do. That's a
4: horrible, horrible movie. And I, <laughs> <coughs> and I, I should warn people because... Horrible in what way? You mean badly? Because that's the movie where they wake people up. Isn't that the movie where they wake people up at 3.33 in the morning?
2: I don't know, there's been, like, 333 is a common number yeah. that they like to... Uh, so
4: that was the I think that's the movie I walked out of. Uh, no, no, at the <laughs> exactly. end. And I walked out going, this is the dumbest movie. I've, I know it was true, yeah, I think.
2: Because then there's uh, paranormal activity. There's a lot of No, I think there. it was
4: the Emily, it was the... Mm-hmm. And, I, I, I've heard people with similar opinions. Yesterday. Yeah, well, no, the problem is, I walked out of that movie, and I went, this is the dumbest... Went to my friends, right? I'm like... Thank you for making me see this stupid movie.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: and for the next six months, I woke up at three thirty-three in the morning. <laughs> well, that's, that's your and obvious That's, the one, that's the one that got it. Got it. Got in me somewhere. Somehow. Uh, but so. these
2: events happen, and you're yeah. trying to cope with it. In so whatever this is all based on it? a true story. This yes. movie.
1: Okay. I mean it.
2: So it's it's based on a true story, but I think it it's just an example of what Stu was talking about the situations where you have the story of what it, they say they're doing, but it could it's there's likely other stuff in science, and they're just trying to interpret this event in their own time. Yeah, other yeah. stuff in
3: science, and and that that these when when events like this play out, that we tend to think of as, as oh as as being just part of this of this small group. Right. There there may be actually much greater context to them because I've got as I've been looking at this I've been looking at other things um, there, there are these uh, anthropologists who did these studies in Mexico of, mm-hmm. of uh, va- vampire folklore of the 1960s which they which, and they posited a creature called the, the uh, Tlahuapuchi mm-hmm. which would um, victimize children you know people would wake up and their babies would be dead and there would be marks on their throat and they'd be oh my goodness the vampires yeah. ha- has killed my baby as, they, as these anthropologists looked at this stuff, and in, in conjunction with local uh, social workers and medical mm-hmm. professionals, I said, what's happening is this is the pre-industrial phenomenon of people who would go to sleep for a few hours, and they wake up in the middle of the night, maybe have a few drinks and visit neighbors, and then go to bed and finish sleeping.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And women were nursing their babies after this second sleep, before the second sleep, and they would they They were rolling over, and they were, they were smothering them. Oh. oh! And it was it was just tragic. And but they were and so you were able to blame um, this this Tlahuapuchi, yeah. as your as your killer. Here's the code though. Twenty years late, twenty two years later, nineteen eighty two, they come back. Mm-hmm. By this time, the region is thoroughly modernized, as uh, r- relatively speaking. But yeah. but thoroughly modernized, and this phenomenon is has utterly ceased to exist. Okay. And so yet again, it's just these larger processes. So did
1: they? So the pro- problem ceased to exist, but was it because of change in behavior of the the people that were smothering the babies, or yes,
3: yeah. okay, you know, just just medical professionals yeah. getting out to, to to the rural areas, saying, okay, the, what you're doing here, don't do this. I mean, which yeah. has it been it's been a change from the time that I was a child. I look at the my my my, my poor grandmother when we were cleaning out her home, said, oh no, be sure to hold on to that crib, that that playpen, because you know, the kids brought up with that. Well, that, that playpen's a death trap.
5: Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. right. I,
3: I, I mean, I, I survived it. You know, if you think about yeah. like, what, how <laughs> right. What,
2: what the technology
3: was like when I was a baby, what a car seat looked like in 1970 when I was born. There sure. were car seats
2: in 1970? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was sharp.
3: There was all these edges on it. I cut myself in the thing. I have a scar on my belly from cutting myself in this car seat. <gasps> yeah. Um, yeah, they, yeah, they were made not- out of. Made out of good steel. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. Good Detroit <laughs> Steel. Yeah,
3: not unlike <laughs> the swords we have on the wall here,
1: exactly. Yeah, we had you know, when I was a kid tennis. growing up, we had the station wagons we had, the sure. seats all had metal trim on the back. Mm-hmm. So if you hit the brakes you'd fall forward and cut your head open on the back of the seat. Sure. Or, yeah, I mean it sharp edges everywhere and felt
0: no well, when I when I was a no kid. Seat belts, yeah. When I was a kid, the best place to be on a long car trip, was up in the back of the window. Back of the wagon, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. yeah there would have been an accident. I, w- I don't know what would have happened, but oh yeah, we it wouldn't might, have been good. You'd have me. been
1: Superman for a few seconds. My, my, um, uh, you flew through the My jungle. family took
3: um ten people to and from Ravana, Nebraska, to Overton, Nebraska, in a, in a station wagon, because we had three in the front, uh, three in the middle, and then we had four kids piled the hatch in the back. Just yeah, rattling break around time. back there.
5: Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, right. That's even I it's like. We had a Jeep Grand Cherokee when I was a kid. We did a long road trip to Colorado. They basically threw blankets and pillows and gave me some pile of books. And I, it was a playpen. Right, so. right.
1: And we liked it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and and it, those of us that survived are tougher for it. Yeah. We turned
0: out just fine. Just
2: fine. I mean, I may have had a few <laughs> traumatic brain injuries, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's
3: a process of modernization where the phenomenon ends up going away. Not, yeah, that, and that, 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 that's that's Mexico.
2: Did so as you're finding these historical events, and you know people might have just read them before, like oh, they said they have a vampire. It probably wasn't really a vampire, but it's fun to probably what wasn't if it, a vampire. What what if it was? <laughs> but as you're like digging into the history, and you're and you're able to more clearly find the reality. Does it kind of ruin some of the magic for you? For the um, my, well, I, I
3: think magic went you know, got trashed a long time ago. <laughs> really. it, it actually makes it more magical. when, when you rea- well, when, And when you realize that it's not just the people who are, to whom it's happening, mm-hmm. That's part of a broader process. It's, I mean, you want to get really, really cos- cosmic how Sagan said that we are the universe expressing itself. Mm. And vampire folklore, or episodes of vampire folklore, of vampire practice, folk practice of hunting vampires, or of experiencing these phenomena, are part of these societies expressing themselves in certain ways. You look at uh, British East Africa in the 1920s. There are all these rumors that the King of England is having to have um, Africans kidnapped and have their blood taken because they need need our blood for medicines.
2: And so you have
3: these firemen running around and wearing bright red because that signifies the blood. They're working for the... They're working for the Brits and they're keeping Africans in the cellars of the police of the fire stations. Oh my god. To 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 drain our blood and take it to England. (coughs) You have riots, you have people lined up, you know, who gather outside of police stations. No, I keep saying police, a fire station mm-hmm. saying, you know, free them there. We, we know they're in there. Not unlike Pizzagate a couple of years ago. Oh <laughs> I was right. about to bring up something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And people saying well, yeah. there's no one in the cellar. We swear there's no one in the cellar. But, they, they, but this is utterly believed, and, and it's, it's because of colonial relations. Mm-hmm. You know, the, these are people who who are being exploited for crying out loud. You have practical slavery. If you're in, if you're in Kenya in the 1920s, you have to wear this locket around your Around your neck with your fingerprints <coughs> and your employment uh, oh contract. Jesus. it's it's just it's just awful. <laughs> uh, they, 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 these are folks who don't really who didn't really trade money before. So they said, well, now we'll tax you. Now you have to have money. So now you have to have an employment contract. Huh. So you have effective slavery all the way into the twentieth century, sanctioned by the British Empire. And these are for, <coughs> and you do end up having organized op- opposition, mm-hmm. but you also have this. It also gets out in other ways, and these are and these are full expressions of that same opposition of people saying, "These stinking British, who we, we know we hate for some reason, they're also taking our blood." That is just not that far fetched. Yes.
1: Yeah. Now you <laughs> you had mentioned, uh, 1960s, I think was the, the the most recent vampirism story that you told. But are there still even in our modern day, right now, are there still cultures that believe in vampires and that
3: that um, that story that I just told about Kenya? Yeah. Um, something very similar to that happened in Malawi just a few years ago. Um, by that point, the villains had changed to Saudi Arabia. Oh. And, 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 and the science was actually pretty standard, saying that you know, there was a blood shortage in Saudi Arabia, and they're taking Malawians captive to supply the Saudis with, with, uh, with blood transfusions. It was the same story, just been transplanted over, over time. Now, that's more of a sublimated thing. That's no longer a supernatural
4: affair. Yeah, that doesn't seem unreasonable. <laughs> it, yeah. Well, I mean, well, I mean, it doesn't. Uh, but, but yeah. Most
3: of these stories don't seem unreasonable to the population as they're happening, because yeah. I would, I would argue honestly, because look at the, at the Arnold Paul stories in the 1730s. Like, what do, you, what do you want us to do for evidence? We dug the guy up. He's this is this is messed up. Sure. This person does not look like a dead guy for crying out loud. Right. And you had doctors there yeah. taking this down, publishing the reports in 1732, who said the same thing. Like, yeah, this, they're they're really onto something here. Because of the nature of their understanding. I would argue that, and now I'm going to throw this, because this is going to be in, in topics near and dear to your hearts, that there is more empirical reason to believe in vampires in the 1730s than there would be to believe in UFOs in
1: sure. you know, in, in, in the yeah. 1950s. Yeah. Huh.
2: Because the amount of data that they took and observations from, yes. the, from the way that they understood it in their time. Yeah,
1: Which, they believed they had actual evidence, whereas... Mm-hmm. And people just had anecdotal stories, or and you'd also have the
0: people who'd be like, "Yes, I am a
1: vampire." Right. That's a lot later.
3: Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Because, because you, the, th- the thing with vampires in in folklore, usually that they're very
0: shadowy figures. They mm-hmm. don't have. You rarely have much of a personality.
2: They're horrific. Like they're not well, attractive. I, they're not <laughs> desirable. I, I,
0: no, I was thinking more like the, like full-on crazy people. Oh. Well, again, that that comes later. Oh
3: goes like much later. Yeah, in, in 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 real folk practice, when people really believe in vampires, you don't see them. That's why they operate at night. But right. When we're all asleep, that's when they're up doing their thing. Just you don't see them.
2: And now mm-hmm. it's it's crazy because you have these studies. I don't know. Have you heard of Ambrosia or some of these young blood transfusion studies? Heard of. Them. So that being for the audience who doesn't know, so there's been some mice studies that have shown uh, that if you basically connect the circulatory system of an old mouse to a young mouse, the old mouse actually starts... Regressing. Like, yeah. becoming better. Like, their sure. cell renew renew more effectively. They basically become young again. Right. And there was a company in 2016 that star, was a startup that said they were going to offer uh, young plasma, young blood to people, people to be transfused to help be younger and things like that. Uh, one of them was going to come to Omaha, mm-hmm. and it's like I remember that. Yeah, yeah. and so now uh, yeah. the FDA has put that on on kibosh because they're like, huh. there's we still don't know. It seems all coincidental. Yeah. Um, but you could very easily, if that is like somehow scientifically verified, or even if there's just people who believe it, they're going to find young people, right? And it, basically groom them. You don't smoke. You don't drink. You do whatever, and take yeah,
0: it, it's. It's very much rich person to be I don't know if this will work but, but I'm I give am a good going college to
2: try but
0: I am going to take all of your blood just in case right. just in case
2: or I mean because the the black market already does this with some animals still rhino horn, Mm -hmm. bear gallbladder can go for forty thousand dollars.
1: Excuse me, I'm going to go. (laughs) um, Hey, you know what the big bear?
2: Because it doesn't do any good. But this there's there's some Asian medicines that (laughs) say they can't. And actually, they're in the Pacific Northwest. They don't let you open the bear the cavity because they don't want to tempt people to try and just go kill bears for their gallbladders.
1: You know the big uh, thing now is uh, mammoth tusks. Uh, huge trade coming up in mammoth tusks because of all the thawing in the in Siberia. Yeah. Okay. These things are being exposed because there's the the uh, countryside is starting to liquefy and it's sliding off in a lot of areas. It's revealing these huge fields. They said uh, I think it was in uh, 2017. Um, people made an estimated $63 million selling rhinos, or selling um, mammoth tusks wow. to China and, and other areas of Asia. And they said it's a huge gold rush now in, in uh, Siberia. What's
0: it supposed to do?
1: Well, it's like an aphrodisiac. It does all kinds of different medicinal it, it, there, things. How would
0: you figure that, like, where know. would that even come from? Because but it's the
1: ivory like the elephants. Yeah, yeah. but... You know what that's reminding it's me It's big of? and hard. <laughs> it, I was going to say that. That's, that's what I was going to
2: say. No, it's, it's associated, scientific associate like lion's mane. Supposedly, like now they are finding studies, but originally what made people even try lion's mane for the brain was because it looks like a brain. But, and, I, I,
4: somewhere I'd heard, a lot of it, I mean, I'm sure there's people that believe it, but I think even, a lot of it is a prestige thing. Yeah. They're pretend... They've, they're serving it at, at their orgy parties and stuff. Yeah. But it's... it's, it's a,
2: it, yeah. Vampirism is pow, fear of power and this, this desire to consume, that humans will consume, that things will come and eat you in the night, mm-hmm. and you have to be vigilant. And, and it's funny because you look at modern power structures, and they're, they're not that not far wrong. There's always... Co- <laughs> there are already always forces coming to consume.
0: And I guess, like, just think about how, kind of like, how prevalent light is in our modern society. Just like imagine a, everything without street lights at night, or any lights. The dark would be a lot more, a lot scarier. Then. Linda,
1: can you go to camera uh, four there? So, this was the article I uh, was in the Washington Post on the radical warming in Siberia, um, leaving millions on unstable ground, because a lot of these uh, areas of Siberia, as they warm, there's these huge pockets of methane that form underneath.
2: The permafrost?
1: Yes, and it, it, it sometimes will explode and create big craters. Other times <sighs> it's shifting the land, and there's um, they said there's uh, uh, huge amounts of infrastructure there, uh, uh, bu- apartment buildings and homes Alaska and stuff that are plane. shifting, and they're becoming unstable and having to be evacuated. The people can't live there anymore because of fear of collapse because the ground is shifting so much.
2: Um, but yeah, it's there. like there's. See. It's funny. It's hard to. It's a matter of control. <coughs> like I think, if I have this rhino horn or this mammoth tusk, I can control something that is I cannot seem to get ahead of.
3: Right. You know what? What? What you What this is reminding me of the the mammoth tusk fauna? Huh. Or is the trade in Egyptian mummies? Yeah, yes. oh, right. Right. In the nineteenth century. Right. Mm-hmm. They grind up. They're grinding up for for um.
0: Elixir, or, or yeah. you'd have mummy unwrapping parties, right? Yes. Which sounds like an awful party game, but <laughs> I have like, mammoth tusks. I have never been that rich that I need to enjoy those kind of things. So.
2: Maybe there's just a switch that, yeah. like, you hit a certain level of wealth, and I,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't just need a yacht. I need a yacht that has a smaller yacht inside of that yacht. <laughs> With its very
2: own mummy, yes. yes. <laughs> well, I wish,
3: if I really wish to invoke a ghost into my mansion, we must get to we can get to a culture more antique than ours. Yes, yes. Let's yeah. go to ancient Egypt.
0: <laughs>
2: It'll be lovely for that party in New Year's. Mm. Someone,
0: someone, fetch me a a young teenager. I desire to use all of his blood.
2: <laughs> but I mean, we're what? laughing, but it's. It's it's basically a form of vampirism. Mm-hmm. If well, that, this company had gotten is off a, the ground, there's a question. Oh, so, yeah. like
4: these people back when that were, were digging up the graves to mm-hmm. check for vampires, were they doing it on their own, or were they doing it because the rich guy on the hill well, was it's, it's paying them?
3: More on their own. Yeah, it's it, it's it's very. This is very much a bottom up phenomenon. Um, that's really one of the key differences between vampires and, and witches. Is this is throughout at least European history. You know, you, well yes it's a Euro-American history that you know, which which trials have official sanction, that's that's from top down that's going to happen um, vampire hunts, whenever a higher power gets a, gets a hold of this they say cut it out um, Stephen Dujan, you know the first czar of Serbia in 1740 in 1349 rather, comes out with this, the first law code he has has a, specifically a clause saying don't quit digging up dead bodies quit exhuming dead, dead, dead bodies, this is one of the first things he declares illegal um, that anytime the church or any higher authorities ever encountered vampires, they say shut that down this is the basis of superstitions And that's really when the, the vampire craze hits in the 1730s that's really how witch trials finally get up end up being utterly outlawed is they have to crack down the vampire on the vampires because this is getting ridiculous people are digging up cemeteries you know in, in Austria, in France, mm-hmm. it's moving west. And so they explicitly allow that, um, outlaw that, and while we're at it, let's they outlaw the, the the witch trials as well. And that's how it finally gets utterly shut down. Is you realize, my God, just how stupid and silly this is. But it's it's almost always a populist phenomenon. Because uh, are you familiar with, with the New England uh, vampire hunts?
2: Uh, which ones?
3: In, in <laughs> the, um, Rhode Island.
2: Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Yeah. In the nineteenth century, when someone would have tuberculosis, and tuberculosis mm-hmm. would tend to run in families where, like, one family one family member would get it, they'd weaken over a period of years, <laughs> and at the time that the end, when they die, then someone else would starve. Yes. And the folk remedy for this was to find, an, I mean, this was, it was relatively rare, but it kept happening. Right. Was find the last person who died, exhume them, and say, you know, I bet they're pulling the next person to the grave, and there was blood in the heart, well, then you'd burn the heart, and you'd Make a soda out of it, make a tonic out of it, and give it to the person who was who still alive, and hopefully that would cure the tuberculosis. Yeah.
2: Like, mm. you have to wonder if this is a, a form of community placebo. Yes. Well, it sounds like, like. I think that's exactly Because, it. like.
4: Well, that sounds like an early vaccination.
2: Mm-hmm. An attempt. <laughs> an
4: attempt. Okay. Yeah. But it doesn't. It's. It's, it's gross, uh, but it doesn't. I, I, uh, I, I do. That's one I could see.
2: But if like there like there's illness out. or there's people dying, no, I, I mean know. they they say the human mind's a powerful thing, and if you go out and you kill the vampires, and now everyone feels like okay we're gonna get better now, and they actually do get better by coincidence, the community placebo has worked, and now they maintain the Reinforces practice. The, yes, yes, yeah, exactly. Science? Yeah, pl- <laughs> placebo,
3: and, and let's face it, you've got to be able, you've got to do something. Something. Whether it works or not is, is, yeah. is, is was one thing, but you've got to try something because these are desperate people. Better to losing. take
1: action and be wrong than to take no action and right. let be things wrong continue anyway, And yeah.
3: let's, right. let's look at some, some of the treatments for tuberculosis. Were at the time people were
0: getting steam enemas
2: uh,
5: for
0: tuberculosis. Uh, I mean, it was. I I drank the I drank the ash soda. I would drink the ash soda. The thought I of a lot of the steam
1: enema really burns my butt. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I I think people who ladies and
1: gentlemen, (laughs) he'll be here all week.
2: (laughs) I I think people who who live in a first world country or maybe in secure circumstances, they don't understand the level of powerlessness humans have had to deal with for most of its existence. Like they're safe. Like you can you have the power to go see a doctor. You have the power to go get food that's secure. You have the power to have a roof over your head because you have a home and apartment. Everything is basically secure. Mm -hmm. and I think when you go out and you realize there is, you may not have a doctor, you may not have food, you may not have all these things, the level of powerlessness makes doing something all the more strong, the desirable. Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, there's not much that eats us anymore. Other than bears. Other than bears, but you've got to go out to the bears. You have to go out of your or way cannibals. to get eaten by a bear, yeah. And
1: in and which cancer. case,
0: the cannibals come to you, so. <laughs> and cancer.
1: Oh, yeah. Um,
3: yeah. And, and, and think of all the snake oil there is around cancer. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: That, that's the only person I have ever, person I knew personally who I've ever blocked on Facebook was someone who was trying to post stuff about this black tar cure for cancer. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't, even, don't even go there. Right.
5: Go there.
2: No, especially after that young mother died because she went to some naturalist guru. She had breast cancer, oh. and he said, "Oh, you can get rid of it naturally," and she died. Has two. Well, baby. I
0: mean, there's Scarlet. a lot of stuff like that. I mean, we our, our superstitions aren't monsters anymore. It's Fake science, almost.
1: Yeah.
5: Yeah.
0: Well, that's the old. That's the old. What is it? Red skeleton. The old joke about the.
4: Every fruit cocktail adds two days to your life, and every cigarette. Subtracts one, so something oh, like that. So if you, you have do that weird math. Yeah, if you do, if you do two fruit cocktails for every cigarette, something like that, then you'll live forever.
2: <laughs> ah!
1: Yeah, my favorite quote is, uh, "You know what they call alternative, or." or uh, well, shit, no, I just lost What it.
0: alternative What they call Alternative medicine That, that works, works medicine. medicine
1: Right Right
2: But I mean But that's not to take away too There are some natural remedies For a lot of things sure. But it's
3: But that But, but, but they, that's but, medicine Yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. but you like get, the, it, it, if, you, if you take antibiotics And you get diarrhea Because it's killed all the Healthy bi- bacteria in your gut You know what the cure is for that a cup of yogurt Yeah, yeah that, that sounds like a folk remedy but that's what your doctor says eat some
0: yogurt. But I mean, so that's what you do. Like aspirin came from bark, so like mm-hmm.
2: mold on on bark No, like I think that. it
0: was something. Splinter. It was I can't remember the exact willow. tree, but willow. 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 Yeah, willow yeah. bark. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's had the, the old folk
3: remedy was chew willow bark and you'll r- relieve your head because it, Why it did had They the, call
1: it willow instead of aspirin.
3: There, there, there yeah, actually is know. some history to that. It, mm-hmm. but, you know, yeah, Bayer put a lot of research into naming its products. That's how you get heroin.
2: Oh. Uh.
3: Uh. It's, huh. it's, so it's heroic in its ability to kill pain. and uh. They're like, uh. well, it's heroic in some other aspects. <laughs> <know>. yeah, right. <laughs> right. Huh.
2: Like scorched earth heroic, maybe?
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I, I guess, uh, what else do we want to talk about with vampires? Oh, I want to talk I- about.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to ask him what has surprised you in your research? Or is there anything that's like, made uh, you it's... really excited? Or some new folklore that you've come across? Like, I have never heard this, and this is actually would make a great movie. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, it, it, it all does, it's, it's, it's at some point. What surprises you most, surprises and excites me most as, as an author, honestly, is stuff that people kind of ignore. You know, or, or almost willfully ignore. Mm. Uh, a, a a colleague of mine, he's coming out with his new book, so we'll we'll see if he addresses it. And I, I'm a little hesitant to even really mention this in public, so I won't. Okay, uh, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm, ah! I'm 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 going to keep that to myself. But yeah, yeah but it, you know, a lot of it is the, the stuff that people, you know, don't bring in and don't and don't connect with, with art. You know, basically, my thesis of my book that they're they're having they have a hard time connecting larger movements to what's going on they want to keep it at the folk level like well this is people's natural reaction to this and that Like, yeah but they're also you know, reacting to their historical circumstances mm-hmm. um, that's, that's a bit of a surprise let's, let, let's see what else um, when, when you were talking about the you know, people who say like, yes I am a vampire boy that's a modern thing Is um, mm. you are not if, if you said that in the, in the 1730s
5: yeah you, know, you, you would have been killed
3: Boom! Right there, you you are gone. That is a, that's a terrible thing to say. You don't get that until you get people who just just don't believe in them anymore.
5: Right, mm-hmm. and you
3: don't get real vampire fiction until you get to a culture that just doesn't believe in any, in it in it anymore. Because
1: oh. then you have no fear of death, because people are probably not going to kill you for claiming it. They're just going to think you're a psycho. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. yeah pr- pr- pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, after after Anne Rice, you know, when Anne Rice in this in 1976 comes out with Interview with a Vampire, mm-hmm. where you have these. You know, still bad guys, but but intentionally sympathetic, um, very you know, con- sexy con- vampire. Yeah, very sexy, very consciously beautiful. I mean, that's part mm-hmm. of her entire aesthetic. Is the vampires are beautiful? Mm-hmm. That's when people say see people saying, well, okay, well now I want to pursue this. I want I want to do this thing.
5: Sure.
3: Uh, one thing that that the that modern authors bring in is this idea of, of immortality. A vampire, you know, traditionally, wasn't really immortal. They just they existed after death, but. They exist after death, so you can go kill it.
5: Yeah, hmm. I mean, it's
3: it's meant. Yeah, you know, our, our Arnold Paul exists, so we can go, so we can have some way to react against this sickness that's that's uh, hitting our community. We can go kill a vampire.
2: And the thing is, too, it was obvious that these were vampires. They weren't attractive in any, any way. They were gaunt creatures, and like you said, once they became beautiful, that's mm. when the story changed. Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, through yeah, through through, so, through fiction, yeah. So what what, what uh, I, I mean We all know about Dracula But I guess What was the first uh, Fiction then That made them Something uh-huh. other than The ugly horrible monsters The beautiful Monster I get to tell the story? Oh right yeah. there,
3: there are very <laughs> few times When you can say Boy you can just draw a line ah. mm-hmm. This is one of those times Boys <laughs> and girls um, You're familiar with the story About how Frankenstein Was written
5: yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, when
3: uh, Percy Shelley and his young wife, Mary, the daughter of one of the greatest women's rights adv- advocates of the late ne- uh, 18th century, um, along with Lord Byer and his personal physician, mm-hmm. go up into the into this resort around Geneva this, in the year out of summer, and, well, it's pretty miserable, so they don't get to go out and do all the outdoor stuff they'd like to do, and so they end up holed up in this chateau, and they start reading this Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. uh, magazine, this Phantom of Gory book with all, with all these lurid ghost stories they have yeah, a ghost story writing contest and they all get started in their stories well Mary gets started in something that ends up becoming Frankenstein up becoming one of the seminal novels of the 19th century and Byron starts a vampire story mm-hmm. doesn't get real far on it and Polidori writes this strange little thing starts of them really finishing up there, Mary finishes hers later <coughs> Polidori and Lord Byron a little bit later have a falling out Polidori being the personal physician of Lord Byron and Polidori says, What's the best way I can get back at this guy? I know. And he writes a short story, widely anthologized. You can find this anywhere, called The Vampire with a, with a Y. Yes. Um, with a character called Lord, Lord Ruthven, which is, a, which is a name that another of Byron's former paramours had used for, hmm. for, Lord, for Lord Byron. <laughs> oh. About this innocent young man who takes up with this character named Lord, Lord Ruthven and they go off to Greece. And Lord Ruthven is killed in Greece as, as Byron was eventually himself. No, yeah, is fighting for a Greek freedom, and but he says, you know, if I die, lay me out on the, uh, during the full, the cycle of the full moon. Okay. But swear to me you won't tell anyone, what, what happens here. He says, oh, I, I swear. And so he he does that, and sure enough, bam, he's up again. He's like, okay, we got a problem here. <laughs> but, but then this fellow wants to marry, Aubrey's uh, cousin. Ooh. I believe and he, but he can't tell anyone because he swore not to tell anyone and he realizes what this person is and he can't stop them he can't stop until they are finally married Then he says now I have to tell her and by the time he gets to the bridal chamber it's too late and his cousin's blood has has sated the lust of a vampire! Oh, that's wow. the last line of the, <laughs> the last line of the story and that that's your first um, merging of this idea where the the vampire is this suave debonair sexy individual it's Lord Byron. Uh, uh, the, 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 like probably, probably the sexiest yeah. uh, person you could have you could have possibly have
2: imitated yeah. in that time oh, yeah. because he was well known. Wow that's that's very cool. did you didn't there, know that one? No I didn't oh, I didn't really? know that connection no oh, yeah. <laughs> I had not heard that at all. That's awesome possible.
1: Awesome. Now are there any folklore stories that are particularly horrific? Oh, more than the vampire Oh, more, more than the vampire. Like, yeah
3: oh God there's some, oh my goodness. You know, I you know I think a lot of the, you know, even like the nineteenth and twentieth century like like Lovers Lane, stories about the, killer. Yeah, about the killer on, on on Lovers Lane and so uh, forth too. Ta- the town that feared night. What oh, the, oh the, the the um the town of, the 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 town of dreaded sundown. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that well that that that's not a folk story. That that really happened.
0: That's, well, yeah. But uh, that's kind well, of yeah, the, like that's, some that's some kind mass of murder kind of thing. Yeah, well, that's the the root of that uh, mm-hmm. Lovers Lane serial killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, yeah. The, the, the the classic story. Gosh, of
3: the um the, the radio they're they're out making it on this Lovers Lane. And there's a a radio's the on the radio they say the the hook-handed killer has mm-hmm. escaped from the from the asylum and he hunts youngsters and they're making out in cars and the girlfriend says, you need to go." And He's like, "No, no, no." Nah, that's much great. And fi- Finally, she convinces him. He says, okay, turns the key and he pulls out of there and he goes to let her out. It's like a gentleman. Here's the hook on the hanging head. on the door on the handle. handle.
1: Yeah.
2: Or the uh, other similar one where the boyfriend, some kind of same scenario, he hears something outside and gets out of the car and she's scared and locks the doors and hears like. A Something uh, A tap on the, the roof of the car, and she won't open it up, and she won't check. And then in the morning, when she finally does get out of the car, he's hanging above her nose, his foot tapping on the... Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: swinging and hitting the roof of the car. As yeah. A, he swings on the rope.
2: Those are... It, there was a great documentary on Netflix... And it was like, I think it was called Urban Legends, but it was about all the urban legends that led to, like, Black Christmas, the the killers inside the house, and the issue with the clowns. Mm -hmm. Um, Those, all those mythologies. Oh,
0: yeah, Katie was watching that. I remember that. That was a pretty fun show. Yeah, the the Schwartz book series that that was marketed more toward middle school
3: kids, which I think makes a good read for anyone, the Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yes. Yeah, over like two thirds of those are, are well known urban legends. That, that was that's great reading.
5: Yeah.
2: Awesome. Oh, it is, and it, what was really cool is it also included the music. Like, like there were some notes pages. So if you played an instrument, you could play some of the folk songs. Oh. Yeah. Um, that's
1: cool.
2: Few, you, you know, mm-hmm. few will be the next to die. Stuff like that. I mean, like because the Victorians were morbid. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think all of humanity had a pretty morbid culture, but. I think because they were so close to us in, in terms of timeline. They were supposed to be progressive, this whole new world of technology <clears> and everything <throat> like that, but they're still clinging to these folkish ideas.
1: Right, right. Now, are you big into um, horror movies? Oh, I have been. Have, have you been. watched no It at all? No, it? I
3: have. The clown movie? No, yeah. I, I'm afraid I have not. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm
1: Anybody else seen the It?
2: I may have hurt Aaron jumping in the theater for the last <laughs> chapter.
1: You may have hurt,
0: hurt him or hurt him. Hurt
2: him accidentally because, oh. like, I...
0: <laughs> Grabbed onto him so hard.
2: Yes, yes. It was, it was really well done, the storyline yeah, and the I mythology. Because like the mythology that Stephen King puts around, it crosses several books in hmm. um, different storylines. They don't even talk to each other, but it's like the same universe. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. And that's what's interesting. Um, it is a force of nature in a way it's some creature from an alternate dimension
5: yeah
2: and there's uh they can't get too deep into it in the movie but it's it's terrifying um and that's that's i love a good mythology and that's why i never get anything done in october because even though a lot of horror movies are kind of lame special effects wise i love the mythology that they'll create for the different yeah. Horror movies and monster movies and ghost stories. Now, is, is
3: King working like the same vein as uh, Lovecraft or something like that? Is that?
2: Yes. So? He's actually been compared to Lovecraft the, because, you know, you have one force that's represented by a turtle that's a creating force, and then there's an alternate dark force that destroys and is chaos. Um, and it is comes from that. So, and just happens to be here in this little town of Derry... And it gets—it's like things happen there, every twenty-seven years, and it kind of gets into more of the book that, it purposely influences the minds of the adults so that they don't see. It's like, oh, a child is missing. They they care for about five minutes, and then it's like a dulling of, just kind of goes away. Yeah. The the worry—it's like. And even the that even sounds the,
0: like a nice place to live, actually.
1: Even the uh, the kids that were involved in the first one that defeated it.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: then they went on to leave town and go live their own lives. As horrific as an experience as they all had doing that, it all left them, and they forgot completely about They forgot about each it. other. And they forgot each other. And there was only one guy who chose, one kid that chose to stay in town rather than pursue his interests because he wanted to make sure this thing never came back. Mm-hmm. And, of course, in the second movie, things start happening again, and so he they had all sworn that if this ever happened again they would come back and so he calls them and reminds them about their promise and says it's happening again. Mm-hmm. And so they still don't really believe it and they don't really remember why they mm-hmm. promised or what this is all about. So they end up they do all end up coming back, but uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's really well done, I thought. I thought it yeah. was really a good.
2: I'm ready too. for the director's cut though cuz I think there's probably a lot more there's a lot more mythology that have been brought in, uh-huh. things like that.
4: Uh, no, I'm just thinking, so, so modern modern times, rather than like cancer, rep, other than cancer remedies, that kind of, mm-hmm. are, there, are there things that you've recognized that people are still being superstitious about? That's oh. still pop culture, but not just movie pop culture, you know? What aren't they being superstitious about right. anymore, yeah. honestly? I mean, I, I have people on my newsfeed
3: who are ostensibly reason, reasonably intelligent folks with some accomplishment who, re- if, they, if they don't believe the world is flat, they think it's an interesting thing to think about.
5: Yeah.
3: I'm like, no, it's not.
0: I mean, right. how, you used your GPS to get here. <laughs> <laughs> but satellites are a myth.
5: <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. The moon emits its own cold light. Didn't you know? <laughs> I'll give you a
3: cold light.
5: <laughs> well, well, or believe in astrology, astrology
1: or tarot reading or all of, I mean, well, horoscopes. I mean, UFOs,
2: people have called those our modern elves and pixies. You know, creatures yeah. that come and take you and okay. maybe bring you back. I mean, it's just, it's. Trying to explain the world in a way that so you what, understand.
4: What needs to happen in our society right now <laughs> to make um, vampires more popular than zombies? <laughs>
2: Are you tired of the zombies? zombies? <laughs> Are you tired of them? I just, I'm
5: just. Because kinda,
2: Twilight kind of uh, did that for a while. It, <clears throat>
5: uh, yeah, that was Jenna's a bad got bad a bad taste
2: in my mouth. Um, I, no,
5: I, 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 I actually,
4: like I glitter, have to say, like I prefer, glitter, I prefer evil to be seductive,
2: well, evil rather than is seductive.
4: just um, yeah. something that crawls out of the ground and oh. is gross and stupid. Two words: space vampires. Yeah, <laughs> no, I've seen space vampires. Well, <laughs> cool. yeah, life, yeah I'll, I, life force. That's a seductive one. Right it's yeah. The power
1: of the dark side.
4: Uh, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, I want to be seduced for the trouble of
1: <laughs> being murdered. Well, I mean, yeah.
3: and, and, and just to answer your question, they they do tend to ebb and flow. I've actually seen a some people um, put a political spin on that in, under certain political when certain political ideologies hold sway, vampires are more popular, and when other ideologies hold sway, it goes it swings back to zombies. Which I I'm not sure there's much to that, but the you're the to goodness. Um, answer your question, which does go back to Twilight. Unfortunately, is the creator has to happen. You know, you someone creates a story that just that, that is compelling just, that, that resonates. Yeah, that, that catches people's imagination. I sure. mean, if you want good, you know, be, like Gandhi said, "Be the change you want to see in this world." I'm not
0: sure he meant vampires. So, <laughs> get on that. Uh, create <laughs> the vampires you want to see in this world. Yeah, but like speaking of the vampires we want to see in this world. Who's seen uh, What We Do in the Shadows? Yes, I've seen the movie.
1: the movie. I have not seen the movie. I'm waiting to start the series until I see the movie. Oh, It's so good. Yeah, it's so much fun. I highly watch.
2: recommend our Well, you,
1: You're you the one that told me to see the movie first.
0: Yeah. And, but you should have seen the movie by now.
1: I know. We were talking about I vampires know. today. I know. Well,
2: listen. Does it suck you in, Seth?
0: Yes, it does.
4: <laughs>
1: listen, I've so, been watching Glitch. All right. Yeah. Have you seen, are you on Netflix? Yeah. Have you watched Glitch yet? Have you I have heard? not. I need to. I don't oh, even know what it is. pretty good. It's a new series that's uh, made in Australia, and uh, when it starts, you maybe think it's uh, another zombie story, but it's not, because it starts with people pulling themselves out of their graves. It uh, turns out to be six or seven people that are pulled out of their graves, but they're not brain-lusting zombies. They're, they're normal possible mean, uh, so we'll spoiler alert yeah they're, <laughs> they're, perfect, <clears throat> they're perfectly normal this
0: show is all spoilers all the time yeah
1: uh, and uh, the uh, policeman that goes there because he gets a report of a disturbance at the cemetery so he goes there and he sees all these people naked covered in dirt and muck you know, sitting around these. In
3: in other words, at my house Thursday. Yeah, right.
1: (laughs) Disturbed graves. Well, he thinks it's like a a hazing thing or they're on drugs or something like that. So he, you know, gives them blankets and takes them to the local physician to to have them checked out, you know, and uh, she said, well, they're perfectly normal. And and, uh, it comes to find out eventually that one of the people that have, Uh, risen from the grave happens to be his wife who died two years ago of cancer and that's when suddenly the realization hits him that wait a second
2: i better call my girlfriend back at the house and tell her she should get out
1: (laughs) right (laughs) right right because he's of course remarried and he married the best friend uh, of his wife uh, and she's now nine months pregnant And so, yeah, so there's a lot to uh, to unpack.
0: No matter where this show goes, his relationship is screwed up.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's um, very interesting. And the other thing that's interesting about it is, so there's this shadowy pharmaceutical company in town uh, that we believe has some impact, although we don't know for sure yet, but we believe there's something going on there. And then the other interesting thing is, is that these people that have come back from the grave, one of them... Uh, they try to take him to go find his brother, who's still living, and um, his brother's outside of town. Are you well, giving
2: spoilers? Yes. Well, is he? <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, this is how Bill functions. That's yes. okay. He just the whole story. Him. Yeah. Scene so by scene. They're they're trying to, and the uh, the dead person gets so far to the edge of town, and all of a sudden starts bleeding out of his eyes and nose and ears and stuff oh, like okay. that. And so they find out they yeah if they leave they're which in Not a way is almost
2: it. a draw on the vampire myth, because in right, some of them you 5%. had to stay in the ground of your birth, of your, your right. birthplace, to continue to survive. That's why Dracula transported all of the earth from, in Bram Stoker's Dracula, transported Stoker. all of the earth from his into the Abbey. Yeah, right. The dirt uh, homeland. Yeah, Guillermo yeah. del
0: Toro's series. Uh, what was that called? Uh, Guillermo del Toro did a vampire series. Gross. Really. He, he did Chronos, I'm not sure he did a vampire. A series? A uh, trilogy. Yeah. Oh, uh, I
2: haven't heard of this, but I know of Chronos too. Yeah, let
0: me let me look it yeah. up really quick. But anything in, he
2: does is fantastic.
0: In that uh, in that series, it was kind of it's kind of a vampire apocalypse story, and the vampires are super creepy and not sexy. <laughs> uh, I think you for it. <laughs> but who, who
3: here has seen Let the Right One In? Yes. Oh yeah. Both
2: versions, both the original and the American. Original's version. better. Yeah. It, it,
3: when, when you when you see this the um, the scene where she comes in without being invited, uh-huh. and then she starts bleeding that's that's what you remember. Uh-huh. Yeah. That. Uh, I I like of course I, I love that movie. I, it's it's interesting watching that film from a, from a perspective like mine. Who's watched a lot of Empire fiction and movies. read
2: a lot of lore.
3: Read a lot of lore more, more, more of the fiction that I and you see it, it never ever really gets you never get the movie that you really want that really brings in everything you wanted to yeah. and, until I saw Let the Right One In. I was like, boy, this thing checked off all the boxes, but it's still an amazing, it's not derivative at all, though. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it it uses things, it, it's like uh, T.S. Eliot said, you know, mature poets imitate, uh, 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 immature poets imitate, mature poets just steal. When you steal something It means you make it so your own That you don't recognize the source material anymore Wow! Yeah. And that's the way that Let the right one in was for me it, it did everything I wanted the movie to do But it didn't seem like It wasn't self, self-conscious about it It was making right. this incredible story about it huh. And the movie comes to the end And I'm ready to just jump out of my seat like Yes, this is it with my, like, my arms start to go up And I look around And everybody else in the theater Is just staring straight ahead A thousand yard stare Like
2: what oh did we just watch? God,
0: <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you might not want to celebrate too much right now. These guys might turn on you real
2: quick.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: what you, I think something that you guys might enjoy, it's called The Strain. The Strain. and it's uh, The story is, I think it's a joint uh, joint effort by Guillermo del Toro and another, Jim Kent, No. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, that, 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 this is on my list, Jim. I haven't seen it yet,
1: but... Yeah. It's but called yeah. the, S- the Strain? The Strain. Oh, okay. it's,
0: there, it's a trilogy of books, but there's also a series, and it looks like it's streaming on Hulu, but the vampires in it are very different. Definitely not sexy vampires, and it's vampires by way of Guillermo del Toro, so yeah. awful monsters, and it, there's... A little bit of the supernatural to it, but it's also kind of like a, a virus slash a para- parasite that completely will transform a human host, hmm. and it's super creepy.
2: Nice. No, cool. I'm going to check that out.
0: Yeah, oh, do. The series is pretty good. I've seen, I think, at least the first two seasons, mm-hmm. but I mean, it brings in folklore and... Let still does something different and new with vampires. Because like, what you were talking about with the the vampires having to be buried in the their native earth, mm-hmm. that plays into it mm-hmm. in kind of some surprising ways. And, yeah, it's really good.
2: So when you get close to finishing or when you do finally finish the book, we'll have you back on to promote it, obviously. Oh. Um, when we'll are you hoping to, I, yeah, yeah, you're letting yeah, yeah. it speak to you and do its own thing?
3: I'm just trying to overcome my latent laziness <laughs>
0: I, I mean, author high five?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean what's, what's
3: been moving me forward really for a long time is just doing these, what would be chapters in the book as papers academic conferences. Oh wow. And just kind of moving, you know, getting it together that way and unfortunately that can become its own distraction. Yeah. Yes. Good work can, can come with some distraction that way. Uh, getting off of me for a second, though, what, what I like about you know three things we kind of have going on the table now with think that what we do in the shadows, mm-hmm. yeah, and let the right one in, and and the strain is this idea, and, and I, th- it, I think it speaks to what is the the essence of our geek culture <laughs> in, 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 in a horror context is we already know all this stuff. We've mm-hmm. seen you know if you look at what we do in the shadows, if you've seen Nosferatu, if you've seen Bram Stoker's Dracula, you've mm-hmm. seen any number of other vampire films or, or pieces of literature, and yeah. you know, let like the right one in. If you've seen, it, was, it lists off the same, uh, the same bunch of stuff. Yes. Yeah. Uh, The Strain lists off the same bunch of stuff. You have such a more meta appreciation of what's being done there.
5: Because
3: mm-hmm. it's this idea, this whole idea of, of this intertextuality of your, of everything you're bringing to the movie is very relevant to it. Right. And it, I mean, I mean, pure originality is 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 a beautiful thing. Sometimes it's a completely new idea, and you're like, "Wow, isn't that great?" But there is such a value in saying, "Okay, I know what my audience already knows." Yeah. I'm going to take that, and I'm going to play build with it. it. Yeah. You know, build on it. I'm going to build on it, and I'm going to mess with them a little bit. Yeah, really. right. Like, oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. The, you're, like what we, what we do in the shadows is, is just masterful. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just absolutely mad. yeah. I'm not going to be a spoiler, like, as Bill often is. But, is uh, <laughs> I mean, but, but most of the film is just silly, because it's set up very much like, and this isn't spoiling much, because this is something you get in the first ten minutes. It's basically the early reality shows. What, what was that first, what, what was it's that first it's one? It's kind of on, set I mean, up The Real World. Yeah, yeah. The Real World. Mm -hmm. Yeah, on MTV, except with vampires because they Uh they have these the 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 apartment meetings, the flat meetings, and (laughs) talk about stuff, and amongst the undead people, and so so it's just silly on its face. But then you have this foreboding presence of something serious that's actually going to happen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. later in the in the um, uh, as the film progresses, and then they just pop that. Like the Hindenburg, it's just, it's just beautiful, it's just a
0: gorgeous, gorgeous. Peter's 8,000 years old, he's not coming to a flat meeting,
1: <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's well, amazing.
1: Well, we're uh, we're at our time here, so uh, definitely want to thank you, Stu, for coming on and thank joining so us much. again for another episode. We're for l- looking forward to your book coming out. Be I'm looking forward reading. to it now. You
3: are make me get the start thing done, so. yeah, <laughs> right. bring you back, <laughs>
2: right. feature it. Right. Excuse no, me, dying. so
0: yeah. Um so, that, not unless he comes back. Right. Uh um, what if they came depends back? Depends on
2: the type of vampire he comes back as.
0: That I mean, would definitely be an energy vampire, just like telling puns and absorbing the. Uh, <laughs> and he'd just be like the groans mm, it makes
1: me <laughs> <laughs> makes me makes me healthy. Yeah. I, hate, I hate to
0: say that could be a
3: heck of a short story. That would be awesome. <laughs> an energy vampire who exists on the groans of bad puns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be awesome. Well, like well,
2: well, there needs to be more energy vampire uh, short stories about corporate America too. I think.
0: Uh, yeah. in the Dresden Files they have energy vampires and they each feed off a different type of emotion and uh, Jim Butcher said that there is a type of energy vampire that feeds off of laughter so they become some huh. of them become comedians <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> well yeah that's um, in um, I can never remember the name of course but yeah, there's a popular series where there's a the vampires who feed off of erotic energy very, yeah. Very much so yeah, oh
0: yes a, the, uh, the Anita Blake series Anita Blake thank you very much have you uh, I've shut was, that out of my mind I'm not going to remember I'm not <laughs> yeah, going to the so name bad. of the book right yeah. but I remember
4: years just a decade ago reading it was something like Vampires in the Lemon Grove
3: yeah
0: yeah Yeah.
4: remember got that
3: I read it yet I have that book
4: yeah, yeah and that was and I didn't finish it but I remember there was an interesting It was an interesting take that they get basically they figure out they can eat lemons instead of blood <laughs>
1: And it sustains them the same way.
4: Yeah. Well, now, now the question is, what are you going to do with your life? Because you don't have to suck blood anymore. Yeah. You know, one of them. Yeah. So that's. But can they go out in the sun too? Then I, th- I think they could. Kind of like the Sookie Stackhouse
0: yeah. 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 Mm. series,
3: where you have these. Okay, now true the vampires, blood. Yeah. Then now you have a way to sustain yourself without killing people, but it's kind of disgusting when we really like to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, do you do you go all the way? Do you reform or?
2: It's fun killing people though in that series for most of the vampires.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and a lot of the people should be killed in yeah. that series. <laughs> yeah,
2: but it's um, uh, I don't know. It's one of those interesting dark things that it's okay. an escape. So I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. Um, we've got some exciting episodes coming up. We're going to be going to NebCon in November. Yes. Uh, we've got Woo! our f- friend Benito Garcia coming back to talk about his RPG gaming business D&D, yeah. thing mm-hmm. that he's starting. Um, so lots of lots of fun stuff coming up. So, um, Sean, knows. Seth, you <laughs> goddamn did it again. Oh uh,
2: God. <laughs> Bill. <laughs> I blame John.
1: <laughs> it's John's What's, fault. Was that, he hadn't started it
2: and reinforced it, was, reinforced it. was that an actual accident, an
1: accident that time? It was an accident that time. It was an it. accident.
2: And on that inside joke note,
1: Yes. Ugh.
2: have a good right. one, folks. All
1: right, we'll all right. see you all later. Bye. Tune in next Thanks. time to see Bye. if I can remember Seth's name. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Sean? Right. <laughs> Linda! <laughs>